When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Moving on here on the Six Rings Pod. Our second segment today, we continue with our positional breakdowns. In the previous episode, we broke down the tight end position and came to the realization the Patriots have one pretty good tight end and then a bunch of question marks. We move on today, like I said, riding the D-line to positional breakdown town. We're talking defensive line. Andy, uh, before we get into this, would you say that defensive line overall is a top three positional strength on the team, middle class, or something where the Patriots are lacking? No, I think it's um, it's on the higher end. I don't know. I haven't necessarily ranked them. Sounds like another segment in another podcast, ranking the positions on the Patriots. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> Long offseason. In terms of talent, upside, potential, a little bit of depth, I think the defensive line is a solid to above average position. And obviously, I'll, so I'll start with the name that I think we just touched on in our list of top five Patriots. The D-line may be graded how Barmore develops. It's mm-hmm. a little bit like Mac Jones and the entire team, the offense. Where Mac Jones goes, the offense goes. The defensive line, the present, is partially Christian Barmore, but certainly the future is Christian Barmore. And if he develops into what he thinks he can be, I think some of us think he can be, some of those uh, unnamed uh, opposing executives that have been quoted over the last year saying like, wow, I'd like a redo on that one. We kind of screwed mm-hmm. the pooch on that one. Yeah. He deserves to be a middle of the first round pick at yes. latest, not a middle, uh, not an early second round pick. Right. So Christian Barmore has size, speed, versatility, can move around the front. I don't think you have to worry about him. Lawrence guy is mm-hmm. one of my favorite Patriots of the, I guess say like the transitional era here. I've always Mm -hmm. thought he was overlooked. I think there's been times where he's been basically the team's MVP on the field, best defensive player on the field. But he's got one ring. He's got one ring at least. So, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm just he's one of those guys that I think, say, 40 years from now, people will not remember him at all. And I'm I think he should be remembered. I'm not saying he's Brady or Gronk or Belichick or any of these guys or Hightower. No one's confusing him for Vince Wilfork, not no. even Jarvis Green, Ty Warren, well, Richard Seymour. No, no, I, I get I it. I think he's been a, a top-end defensive front player, a captain, a leader, tells great stories, great guy off the field. I think he's been a little, little bit of an important piece, especially to the, the post-Tom Brady leadership, the Cam Newton year, the Mac Jones year. Like, now I think he's actually kind of showing his age. I think he's starting to slow down mm-hmm. a little bit. He's kind of on the back nine. Um, oh, don't certainly... tell me he could be a. Could he be a potential no. camp cut? No, absolutely. I think this would be the last season for Larry Guy. Maybe, but he's certainly not the guy. He, he he used to be like the centerpiece of the front 
And I don't think he's that anymore. That's Barmore, but that's good. You've brought some, that's how it should work. Oh, he's kind of fading. Oh, this guy is just hitting his stride. Uh, The other two guys that I think are on the the higher end of the defensive line uh, talk. One, I'm intrigued by because um, now it's the baby Devon. Devon Godshaw, who got all angry that people mess his name up around here uh, mm-hmm. last year. Is it's it God? Isn't it God show? Oh, I don't know. Is that hey, wrong? Uh, I think it's God show. Yeah. I'm not going to take your word. You you pronounce somebody. Oh, wrong. well, I, yeah, I, I listen, Johnny I lost Smith. all credibility. That's Janu. First of all, uh, I, <laughs> I lost all, I know it's not, I lost all credibility. I've, I've said time and again, I refuse to call him by his, I refuse to pronounce his name correctly until he makes major positive contributions, or at least does something where he doesn't help the other team catch touchdowns, catches them himself. Uh, I th- believe it's uh God show. But then again, I lost all credibility because I left Nick Folk off my top five Patriots yes. list. So you, shame on me. Your name is Nick and you left the biggest folk off your list. Um, God Chaw. What are we saying? Show. God Show. show. God Show. God Show. I'm going to say it that way because Fitzy told me to, whether it's right or wrong. He was fine last year. Remember he had that stretch where he had like 10 plus tackles back to back games. He's overpaid. I would, I would say that he's overpaid yeah. for what he does. Not, um, uh, not the value that Kendrick Bourne turned out to be, but no. not the overpay that Janu Smith turned out to be. No, 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 no. At least he's on the field and contributing and like no. a semi-positive. He's just not living up to the value of his contract. I think his cap number this year might be $10 million, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think there's probably some room for him to be a better player next year. Their run defense was really inconsistent last year. There were times where people started to believe in it. And then with the game on the line, the money on the line, they just never got the stops they needed. No, they couldn't get off the field against Miami, against New Orleans, against Dallas, against Tampa. Like when they needed to make big third down plays, a tenant of the early to mid double dynastic run Belichick defenses, they just couldn't do it. And I think that's partially on him. He needs to be better. And I will say, if they're going to field all these young green linebackers, this D line needs to be really good. And a guy like him needs to eat up blockers, right? They, like, they need to be what I very well might be comforting myself in tonight should the Celtics lose game six. Stout. <laughs> that was a long trip to grandma's house. <laughs> it was, but I have a really, really good strong one in the fridge downstairs that I'm saving either for celebration or the uh, bitter taste of defeat. Go ahead. Yeah, I love that. You pretend yeah. that it matters. The game's going to end. You're going to drink that beer and just convince yourself the reason you're drinking it. No, I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna save it for Game Seven. Or I hope. I hope I'm not drinking it tonight. If I'm drinking it tonight, it's because the Celtics got bumped. That's why. Okay. Actually, it was last night because of the timeliness of this podcast. Oh yes, that's right. I apologize. I excuse me. I come to you from the future. Um, Dietrich Wise Jr. is, mm-hmm. I would say, similar to who? Can I ask you? Uh, hi, uh, Nick Stevens. Uh, some people call me Fitzy. Uh, longtime Pats fan. First time question on the show. Um, what does Dietrich Wise do? Aside from like be a really good guy, be a really good dude, and like good, dude, I just don't exactly. I know he exactly, yeah, craftsman. And Bill Belichick seems to love him more than anybody on the planet. He <laughs> really does. Extension when he hit free agency. Um, he's he's one of those. He's not that, a linebacker. He's not a D line. Like he's not. He's a, huge. a versatile D lineman. He can okay. play inside and out. Um, probably more of an end than a tackle. But when mm-hmm. they do different things, he bumps inside. I think he looks like a marionette doll and just like ready to, for something to fall off every time he's on the field. He has some of the weirdest posture gait that you'll ever see. Uh, the What do they call those? Like uh, 
hammerhead toes like his toes are a mess if you ever see him with his shoes off like oh, it's I amazing hope, i hope that not he, to it, it is amazing if you look at his body it's mm -hmm. like that he's a, a high-end professional athlete it looks like the wheels could fall off at any time anywhere on his body the knees the ankles the hips the it looks like a pain for him to just get out there i don't think he's as good as bill belichick thinks he is i don't think he's without talents and versatility he's i don't this comes off really disrespectful. He's just a guy. Like, he's a top five on a team for defensive linemen. Like, you're never going to be all giddy and excited that he's on your team, but he helps you. But was like, but was he that much better than John Simon? He's no, obviously, he's no. Oh, he's better than John Simon, okay. more versatile. Yeah. Okay. He's no, but, he, but he's, he's no Ninkovich. Yeah, he's bigger. He's bigger than Ninkovich, but like he doesn't provide that like range, clutch, uh, and playmaking ability. Oh, he's that, like, not that type of player. Those guys. That's what I'm were, saying. That's why I'm asking. Like, what exactly? I don't know exactly there's two where types he is. Of edge tweeners. There's the tweener who is between D tackle and D end, and there's the tweener that's between D end and outside linebacker. Simon Ninkovich are outside tweeners. He's an inside tweener. He's a D tackle slash D end. But I don't know that he does anything at a remarkable level. Like he can rush the passer a little bit. He can mm -hmm. stop the run a little bit. bit. He get he's got a high motor. You're gonna he get can tackle in space a little bit, a little bit. But there's nothing that's gonna wow you. Um, but I I wouldn't say he's a cut candidate either i think he's part of the depth of the defensive front as they develop now the next tier of guys may or may not be on the roster um one i've always liked henry anderson was on mm -hmm. ir all last year toward uh, the peck i think in game two game three uh, against new orleans <laughs> um, peck. he i liked him coming out of stanford i just mm -hmm. think he is a fundamentally sound versatile guy if you remember last summer there were a lot of questions about him. Like, he's really doing nothing. Is he going to get cut? Here comes the next cut candidate. Yeah, exactly. And, and he makes Bill the roster. Like, cut this. Henry Anderson's going to help us this season. And then he got hurt after that, so we never really got the chance to see it. But Bill seemed pretty confident Henry Anderson was going to be a part of the mix they need. He's big. He's physical. He's got some versatility, good hands. He's, he's got a little nasty in him, too. Definitely. But he's likewise in that. I don't think there's anything that stands out. You're not going to be wowed by him necessarily on any given play or week to week in any given game. But I do think he can be a good part of the depth of the defensive line. The next two guys have been part of the depth of the defensive line for the last couple of years. Um, whether they will or will not be, I'm not sure moving forward. Carl Davis, mm -hmm. your friend, and Kyle. recently suspended Daniel Equale, who was on the practice squad, got a bunch of... Uh, what we all hope to live for, Equale, yes. Yep. Long live Equale. Uh, But he was suspended, I believe, two games. Two field games, games for what? Yeah, what the hell was that all about? It's hard to know. There, I was have he, uh, was, he, uh, was he being a smart mouth around coach? Was he? Uh, did he show Oh, no, this late? is a league suspension. Yeah, this is okay. a league. So I don't know if this mm. is conduct related. You know, like mm. he could have mm. got a DUI. Like I'm just this. I'm, I've not heard any of this. I, but like some arrest, DUI, some something in the conduct world that maybe yep. gets him a. You know, you 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 went against the league's policies. Could be drug related, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just right. purely speculating. We don't know. Irresponsibly, purely speculating. Wonderful. That's what this what this podcast and the best Patriots media is powered by. Irresponsible speculation. So next, and and feel free to add anything you need, want to say about any of these guys as we uh, go. I, I'm kind of mostly like I agree with everything you have said so far. Uh, 
don't even think I have anything to disagree about. And I did kind of want to get into the who is, you know, Dietrich Wise and Henry Anderson's. I'm more here for the discussion uh, as to what these the young guys, the rooks and, and some of the, the, these guys can get into, because I want the next couple of guys to break out and add a little extra pop youth and speed to the so D-line. We have two more veterans. I'm just going to say them quick. I don't know much to say about them. Byron Cowart. And Bill Murray, not that yeah. Bill Murray. Different Neither guys. has popped. This is year three for both. Neither has popped. We've heard a lot. Oh, Cowart was a five-star guy. Oh, he should have been something. Sometimes right. you just never evolve into the player that you should have been at that point. And Bill Murray, that's great. I love that uh, Chris Slade coached him up in college. Uh, no, Vincent Brown, the undertaker. I love uh, with the wrong 90s linebacker coaching him up. Uh, obviously, it sound fundamentally was amazing at William & Mary. Okay, here's your chance. If you want, like... You got a shot right now to make a jump and pop out. Otherwise, like, it's been fun. Thanks for helping out. Go Pats. So the two young guys I'm intrigued by, mm -hmm. one of which um, is a, uh, what do they call the pipeline prospects, LeBron Ray out of yep. Alabama. Hurt and, often during college, but uh, has all the tools, apparently. And two different ends of the spectrum. If you're at Alabama, boy, you were really good and had potential in high school, that whole thing. Then the opposite end of the spectrum and i forgot to write it down but sam roberts mm -hmm. northwest missouri state some directional missouri state yeah um, it was your safety school yeah 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 no <laughs> my safety school was like habit oh, uh stop guy. it uh sam roberts um uh, was the first person i referenced upon arriving at i think it was minicamp yep when paul rookie, Perillo, rookie minicamp yeah paul Perillo texted me from up in the loft at gillette and he was like hey we're up here doing radio if you see anything down there eye level feel free to pass along so i immediately responded sam roberts is massive he is a he, and not massive in a vince wilfork kind of way more massive in a christian barmore richard seymour kind of way just like fills out the uniform not fat and expert analysis you will only get here his hips are really high Super high hips, long Super legs, high hips, high hips on a I'm D lineman. Now he's an edge rusher, right? It, could this be the guy? Like I think he's a hit, tweener, like wise, like a, okay. a tackle uh, outside kind of guy. All right, but as we have hoped, pined, and wanted for someone on the D line, and I know we'll break down linebackers on a future edition of Six Rings Pod. You know, but as we've been looking for a Ronnie Perkins, a Josh Uche, somebody else to shine and surprise. No, not him. Is it, Sam Roberts, no? Totally different guy. He right, I know, but it, any chance that he gap penetration, speed off the line. Oh, sure. I think he has some pass rushing upside. Okay. Um, he was the, eh, what the hells they call it. I don't know. He was the best player in 1AA or whatever. Defense yeah, yeah, yeah. Player, won some award. Um, yep. I think he's going to be raw. Just watching drills with, uh, I call him Joe Kim Noah, but Joe Kim, the Patriots mm -hmm. pass rush specialist. Um, it was like, okay, Sam, you can do that again. Like, like everything needs fine tuning. Everything needs to, you know, come at a professional NFL level. So I don't even know if his upside is this year, like rookie upside mm -hmm. or developmental down the road upside. But I think Sam Roberts uh, has a chance. Haven't seen as much just firsthand of Ray, but if he can stay healthy coming from Alabama, the scheme fit, the, the knowledge, the sort of he should have an easier transition into the right. pro game, into the Patriots defense. Uh, but I think both those guys are guys to watch on, even if they're just kind of the next wise, like just that second tier guy mm -hmm. that makes the roster for four or five, six years, never peaks, but is always there as part of the core of your front when you need him. 
Well, we're just talking about the fact that Larry Guy could very well be in the final year of his time with the Pats. We've been talking about Dietrich Wise not necessarily having like a role, but more than just being like a Pats favorite or, excuse me, a Belichick favorite. Maybe we need to develop and find the next Larry Guy. Maybe that's Sam Roberts. We need to find the next Dietrich Wise. So maybe that's why they got a lot of these guys the same way some of the running backs they drafted could ultimately end up being the next Damian Harris or the next James White. Belichick has to reload for the future. Definitely a developmental project with him. Obviously, Cowart, Murray, et al. have not worked out. So I'd love to see these guys do just enough. That's why August, to me, these three preseason games are going to be equally fascinating to me as the first month of the season or the first five weeks at least because we're going to get a chance to see. Like, there's so much unknown about these guys and – We'll, I know we'll see them against other second and third teamers, but if they get any first team reps and we actually see these guys move lines, catch passes, rush passers, like we'll know that they bought low and can sell high on some of these guys. So I'm just as intrigued by them in August as I will be now and well into the season, Andy. Uh, yeah, and and you you said like, oh, they're playing other second and third teamers. Well, yeah, that's how you start. That's how right. like that's how you begin the process. We were talking about Trey Nixon, for example. I'd much rather he pop for the positive in June in t-shirt and shorts than not, right? Yeah. Oh, Does it mean yeah. he's going to play? No, mm-hmm. but it's a first step and you slowly build. Same thing with these guys. Joint practices, go against a three and show up. Make Bill rewind. You know, he's got his little cowboy clicker back and forth after practice. Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's Sam Roberts is winning his matchups. Let's see if he wins matchups tomorrow against the twos or the ones or get let's see Sam, let's put game. Sam Roberts up against Cole Strange and see what he right. does. Yeah, they, right. that yeah, that's why camp's going to be great. And by the way, camp again, for anyone who doesn't know the Patriots released their schedule for training camp 2022, Andy Hart will be on site, I believe almost every day during that time. I'm going to hopefully, well, we spend too much time together in the first place, but I'll be there a couple of times. Uh we'll hopefully do some live pods, video and more Wednesday, July 27th. They have joint practices with the Panthers, August 16th and 17th. And, of course, the preseason games are the 11th, the 19th, and the 26th, I believe. Two at home and one on the road. The final one in Vegas against the Raiders. Uh, Summing this up, Andy, there's a lot to watch on the defensive line. We've got some veterans who could be kicking the can for the final time. we got some guys who need to show up. Uh, like a Henry Anderson, otherwise their time could be cut short. And we've got a lot of prospects to keep an eye on. But I think the the big takeaway is so goes Barmore, so goes the D-line 2022. My big takeaway was Sam Roberts has high hips. <laughs> you know, the high hips don't lie. He's our guy, Andy Hart. You can follow him on Twitter at Jumbo Hart. I'm at Fitzy GFY. This is the Six Rings Pod. That wraps up our positional breakdown 2022 for the defensive line as we prepare to move on to our final segment on the pod.